0: looking back on the week that was with a razor wit irreverent humor and profound political and cultural insights this is the james mcpherson show
1: Comedian Daniel Andrews is set to host a new reality TV show, I'm a Victorian, Get Me Out of Here. The series, to air on the 10 Network, will feature a group of Victorians living together within Melbourne's Ring of Steel, deprived of basic civil liberties. Each member will undertake challenges to secure treats for the group and to avoid being arrested by police. The final episode's votes will determine who is crowned king or queen of the socialist jungle. The winner will receive $100,000 to donate to pregnant Facebook poster Zoe Buller's legal fees, in addition to being personally reimbursed by the federal government's JobKeeper program for their participation. TV insiders said the 10 network had been inundated by would-be contestants, with 6.5 million Victorians applying to be part of the show on the day it was announced. Quote, We've not seen so many people so keen to be part of a show like this since I'm on Harvey Weinstein's casting couch, Get Me Out of Here, back in 2017, an insider said. Daniel Andrews was rumoured to be the first choice to host a new show after impressing producers with his stand-up routine as state premier. When he announced straight-faced that golf would be banned for health reasons, we suspected we were dealing with a rare comedic talent, they said. But it was when he bungled hotel quarantine and then blamed the public for spreading the virus that we knew we just had to have him host our show. He's a hoot, a genuinely funny guy. (laughs) Chief Health Officer Brett Sutton and Police Commissioner Shane Patton will co-host, although there are reports that Andrews has questioned their ability to stick to a script. According to a Network 10 publicist, Contestants will be completely isolated from the rest of Australia in a bleak, dystopian jungle that the state Labor government has been busy constructing since 2014. Contestants will take part in daily trials that are completely pointless, but test both physical and mental abilities. They will be separated from loved ones, forced to wear masks and harassed by police for virtually any reason and often for no reason whatsoever, the publicist said. Some contestants will be locked in housing commission flats and forced to survive on barely edible meals left at their front door while Greens MP Adam Bant wanders around outside imagining contestants are dropping him notes. Every day they'll be forced to watch Daniel Andrews and his co-hosts berate them for their bad behaviour while promising that things will improve if they are willing to debase themselves further by giving up more of their freedoms. We predict it will be a riot, as in riotously funny. And then when people realise this show is not happening anywhere else in the world, an actual riot. Throughout the show, additional contestants called Intruders will enter the competition in a bid to break the spirit of the long-suffering Victorians. They include TV personalities Magda Sabansky. And the sooner we obey the rules, the sooner this will all be over. And Walid Ali. In hard times, shared suffering is everything. Who will hector Victorians in condescending tones, as well as Assistant Police Commissioner Luke. I feel a bit like a dog returning to eat his own vomit. Cornelius, who will tell Victorians they are batshit crazy. Because, well, he can. The publicist said that if contestants become overwhelmed by their situation, they could leave the series by speaking the phrase, I'm a Victorian, get me out of here. What contestants won't know is that the only way they can actually get out of Victoria is if they die or date an AFL footballer. But the show's producers were hoping to reach an agreement for either North Korea or Wuhan in China to take contestants who decide it's all too much. We want to be able to relocate them somewhere that will be very familiar, but without quite so many of the hardships they're used to, a spokesperson said. Welcome to the James McPherson Show on this Tuesday, September 22nd in the year 2020. I hope you've had a great weekend. It's a short program this week. I apologize for that. You're not going to get your full fill of James Macpherson, but I promise next week's show will be back to its normal length. I've just had other commitments uh, over the course of this week. So uh, you're just getting a few snippets, but I hope that you'll enjoy them. Hey, I've got to tell you about something that happened to me over the weekend. I wrote a piece uh, last week, a satire piece, uh, sending up the Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews, which, of course, is increasingly difficult to do because he does such a great job sending himself up. Uh, I was watching a press conference when Daniel Andrews was asked uh, his thoughts on some ugly incidents between Victorian people and the police force. Uh, The Premier said he didn't want to uh, comment specifically on any of those incidents, but then he went on to say this, and I quote, he said, all of this can be avoided if people don't protest, because protest is not only selfish, it's stupid. I heard him say that, and I thought, wow, imagine saying that the, the simplest way to not have police overreach against citizens is for citizens just to, you know, not protest. In other words, just behave themselves. In other words, just do what they're told. And so I I wrote a satire piece taking that quote and embellishing it to imagine that uh, Daniel Andrews' response to everything was simply, well, if if people just did what they're told, uh, everything would be okay. Now, if you read the entire piece, it's clearly satire. Uh, Oftentimes, however, people don't read an entire article. And so somebody has read a couple of quotes and then created a meme that's gone viral on Facebook. And and the quotes were ones that I made up in my satire piece, as if Daniel Andrews had said these. Well, uh, a media association ended up fact-checking the quote and uh, confirming it is a fictitious quote, but from an article that was clearly labelled satire. So I'm not in trouble. But what I thought was that it was hilarious that people couldn't tell the difference between reality and parody. And that's not my fault. That's how bad things have gotten in Victoria now, that you can't tell what's real and what's a joke. Uh, this is the piece I wrote. I, I hope you enjoy it and um, you'll see why many people are mistaking it for something that could actually happen. Victorian strongman Daniel Andrews yesterday dismissed anger over the state's harsh lockdown as a small number of selfish and stupid citizens making a fuss over human rights. Dictator Dan was responding to questions about heavy-handed police tactics used to enforce rules to restrict the spread of COVID-19. All of this can be avoided if people don't protest, because protest is not only selfish, it's stupid, he said. He really did say that part. In fact, you'd be surprised at how much can be avoided if people stop insisting on their personal freedoms, because insisting on human rights is not only selfish, it's stupid. He pointed out to successful dictatorships in North Korea and China as examples of what could be achieved when people kept quiet and did as they were told. What matters is human life, not human rights, he said, without explaining what sort of life one was expected to live when working or even leaving your front door had been made a criminal offence. When asked about police handcuffing and arresting a pregnant woman over a Facebook post, Dictator Dan said he had not seen the footage. "'I've been too focused on the supercomputer modelling, he said. "'But everyone understands you have to crack a few eggs to make an omelette. Let me be very clear. All of this can be avoided if people don't object to anything we are doing, because objecting, especially on Facebook where everyone can see it, is selfish. Objecting is stupid, and objecting is dangerous.' No objection, regardless of what rules we impose, is safe or responsible at this time or at any time in the foreseeable future, by which I mean ever. He said he did not want to comment directly on reports that a man had been run over by a police car and then kicked in the head while he was on the ground, adding he had not seen the footage. But I can say safely that none of these incidents will occur if comrades stay locked in their homes." And if you don't want to be kicked in the head, don't put your head under a jackboot. It's not complicated, he said. Meanwhile, an exasperated senior police officer blasted, quote, selfish people who keep going on and on and on about their civil rights like it's their, you know, right, end quote. Assistant Commissioner Cornelius Wiggum said police had nothing to fear from police. People had nothing to fear from police as long as they stayed in their homes, wore masks and didn't criticize the government. He denied that the police force had been politicised under Dictator Dan. Quote, Those who criticise the dear leader are batshit crazy vomiting dogs returning to their tinfoil hats. Unquote. Critics of Dictator Dan's response to the coronavirus have pointed out that only Wuhan has experienced tighter restrictions than Melbourne. I regret that, Dictator Dan told reporters. I hate it when China out-China's me. He continued to insist he did not recall who was responsible for suggesting the 8pm curfew which has upset so many Victorians. Decisions are made by groups of experts and I can't necessarily pinpoint for you the exact expert and the exact moment that it was suggested. This is one of the beauties of the socialist collective, he said. But I think it's safe to say that all of this remembering can be avoided if people don't keep going on about accountability, he said. It's selfish and it's stupid. And the fuss over recalling Parliament could also be avoided if people didn't keep insisting on checks and balances to my power. That too is selfish and stupid. Meanwhile, Queensland Premier Anastasia Pelagé, speaking after internal polling confirmed that enough people supported the border closure for her to win the upcoming election, said she would be prepared to lose the upcoming election before opening the border. She might be selfish, but she's not stupid. The Morrison government's planned tax cuts will benefit high-income earners, and most high-income earners are men. (laughs) You know where this is going, don't you? That's right. Tax cuts are sexist. According to news.com.au, which ran the headline, Blokes, big winners under tax cut plan, but women get screwed. Samantha Madden reported that proposed tax cuts designed to stimulate a flagging economy would benefit men twice as much as women. The reason is based on the simple arithmetic that men tend to earn more than women and are more likely to be high income earners, she wrote. That's raised fresh concerns the tax cut plan is unfair to women. Samantha Maiden went on to quote an Australia Institute report, which said that for every dollar of tax cut that women would receive in the October budget, men would get $2.28. In other words, she wrote, men get more than twice the tax cut that women get. Wow, it's almost like that evil misogynist treasurer, Josh Frydenberg, sat down and worked out the tax cuts based on taxpayers' genitalia. Maiden continued, if the tax cuts were divided between men and women, blokes get 70% of the tax cut cash and women secure only 30% of the tax cut. Right, and if the amount of tax taken by the government was divided between men and women? You see, Samantha Maiden forgets to mention that high-income earners pay a higher rate of tax and, fair or not but it's a fact most high-income earners are men. So are the tax cuts really sexism against women or are they actually addressing a historical wrong against men? Or maybe taxes and tax cuts have nothing to do with gender at all. (laughs) That last line was, of course, a joke. Everyone understands that everything is about gender in 2020 unless it's about race or sexuality. Speaking of which, if it's true that tax cuts overwhelmingly benefit men, then gay male couples will fare much better than heterosexual couples. Tax cuts are heterophobic. And these gay male couples will be advantaged even more when compared to lesbian couples. So we await the headline, Gays Big Winners Under Tax Cut Plan But Heterosexual and Lesbian Couples Get Screwed. Uh, That is all I've got time for this week. I apologize. I, I don't know what you're going to do with the rest of your day or how you will survive until next Tuesday when I drop more pearls of wisdom. But until then, have a great week, and we will be back to our normal length program next Tuesday. I look forward to your company.
0: The Good Source is amplifying leading conservative voices from Australia and New Zealand together we're providing viewers and listeners as well as readers diverse formats and a better source of news and opinions without the constant victim oppressor social justice warrior rhetoric or pc fear of reality you can help us grow this important initiative by becoming a supporter at goodsource.news today the James McPherson Show is a production of The Good Source, written and presented by James McPherson. To watch, listen to, or read more media without the SJW narratives or PC fact filter, visit GoodSource.news. That's good, S A U C E.news. Become a Good Source supporter for exclusive access to live and unedited interview recordings, including the conversations before and after the show.